welcome back to the Luminous Podcast. I'm Father Chad Jarnigan. Thanks to the brilliance once again for one of my favorites. Hey, we're continuing into Ordinary Time, looking at the book of Hebrews for a few weeks. Welcome back. Shalom. Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hey, so today we are looking at Hebrews 4, 12 through 16. Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And before him, no creature is hidden, but all are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one whom we render an account. Since then, We have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested, as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. The Word of the Lord. We're looking at the book of Hebrews this month at the parish. We continue with the back half of chapter 4. The first portion of chapter 4 speaks of rest, Sabbath rest, and then continues into what the work of redemption looks like in Christ, who is our great high priest. So you have to understand in the culture in which this was written, a great high priest, a, a high priest was a part of the Jewish tradition in the synagogues that had a certain elevation. I mean, we can kind of tell, right? It just in the verbiage alone. So a writer that would be so bold to write in this context, claiming that Christ is the great high priest is making a very, very bold statement. So by pointing out that God's word is living and active, the writer wants us to recognize that it is vibrant and stirring, sharp to the point of dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, thoughts and intentions. Verse 13 continues with no creature being hidden All are naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one whom we must give account. Did you catch the lead into this? 
verse 13, and before him no creature is hidden. But verse 12 talked about, indeed the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing. And then in 13, and before him no creature is hidden. This is inferring that the word of God is, in fact, Christ. Naked and laid bare to the eyes of the one to whom we must give account. There's a lot in that verse. Think about the exposed sense this concept of being naked and laid bare exposed now a few years back I had a couple of strange events happen to me at this time I had a jeep that had really dark windows and numerous times not once not twice but numerous times I would have people stop and look into the Jeep. And sometimes I was inside of it, but they couldn't see me. They would be looking at their reflection, I suppose. And one guy was trying to pull a hair off of his face. It was the weirdest thing. And then one lady was applying lipstick or lip gloss. The only time I actually engaged was with a guy that I had to I had to leave. I was sitting in the Jeep and had to go. The guy was looking in my window, and I started up the car. <laughs> he ran off, embarrassed. They had no idea that someone on the other side of the glass was looking at them. And I thought, what a strange way to be exposed. Had they known that they were being seen or someone was in the car, they wouldn't have done that. Surely. Continuing into verse 14, the writer begins to submit the concept of how a believer is kept in perfect rest. Simply by grace. The office of the great high priest. And they had passed through the heavens. And Jewish writing speaks of different layers, levels to heaven, dimensions to heaven, meaning that within heaven, God's part of two-sided created order, as opposed to earth, the time and space cosmos that we live in, There are layers with God's own dwelling being in the innermost part. Now, if you love movies like Interstellar and Arrival and things like that, you will want to pause on this for a moment and just ponder and maybe allow some awe 
Now, see, we have a tendency to project our own versions of God onto God. As God is maybe an unsympathetic and lacking empathy and understanding, but this is one of the most complex breakdowns for believers. The writer of Hebrews encourages us to hold firmly to the faith that we profess. And this translation says that we would hold fast to our confession. We have a high priest who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses and temptations in every way. Meaning, we are not alone. You are not alone. In our isolation, in our separateness, our individualism takes over to a point of believing the shadows, believing the doubts that we live by ourselves without connection in isolation, only to be picked apart by the vultures of life. But our great high priest is able to sympathize with our weakness, our temptation in every way. We are not alone. You are not alone. In this case, let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Unfortunately, we will experience a lack of confidence and a lack of boldness when Christ is removed from our center. This throne of grace changes into a throne of suspicion or a throne of isolation or a throne of work harder, a throne of no more, do more. But friends, our, any substitution will eventually prove to be a farce. What does a confident approach then look like? It is approach of knowing what type of throne we are going to. So then boldly, with confidence, with no hesitations and timidity, having assurance, knowing there will be grace in time of need. There will be mercy in time of need. Here's a reality for us to ponder. Approaching the grace and mercy that we have in Christ. 
with confidence isn't arrogance at all. It would be arrogant to not do so or to attempt our own way on our own power. Our way forward isn't a bypass route. It's a direct one. May you test this and know this to be true. To the glory of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. I'm thankful that we have these types of passages to ponder and meditate. Thanks for joining us again. If there's anything else that you need, please find us at LuminousParish.com. We would love to see you on any Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock. We meet in downtown Franklin at Generations Church, 408 Church Street, close to Frothy Monkey and Puckets, in the heart of downtown Franklin. The peace of the Lord be with you, and may you share in this peace with everyone that you meet. Oh,